0: Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Success often starts with a good home. At Yale, the home for clinical and translational research is the Center for Clinical Investigation. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs and Communications talking with William Tamberlane. Dr. Tamberlane is drawing on his own experience as a clinical researcher to make YCCI an incubator for discovery. Okay, so let's start with an impossibly broad question. What are some of the barriers that keep clinical research from going forward?
1: That's an excellent question. It's actually made me think about the old days versus the current days. I've been mm-hmm. in the clinical research business for over 35 years. And when I started out, it was sort of like a mom-and-pop operation that you you worked with— uh, um you know a mentor mm-hmm. and it was on the job training and apprenticeship now it's so much more complicated the not only do we um to do <clears throat> high quality clinical research mm-hmm. you need to have the skills to be able to design you know, a current day quality clinical study and then you have to have the knowledge and ability to you know, negotiate through the maze of regulatory uh, hurdles that has to be overcome to actually um, do work with patients,
0: mm-hmm. and just technically, you know, I mean, going from thirty-five years ago, you were doing blood tests, right?
1: Well, it was more than that. i actually, I, I was, um, for example, my statistical training, yeah. I was pointed to a Wang calculator and told to put in this little plastic program and just put the numbers in, and then there was a table that I could figure out whether the differences were significant. Wow. That was was my training for statistics
0: so y c c i has set up this sort of one stop shop to try and knock down some of those barriers and help people now that a wang calculator isn't quite <laughs> enough
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so so actually the other the other issue was that um we have just wonderful investigators at yale mm-hmm. and and always have especially in the in the clinical research area, but they weren't supported adequately so so that um you didn't have the people who could help you make sure that you you meet all the requirements to be able to inform patients mm-hmm. adequately about the studies that you're going to do. Uh, we now have uh, much more sophisticated assistance with respect to uh, study design mm-hmm. as well as um, uh, uh, biostatistical analysis and, and ana- analytical plans. We have assistance with um, data management systems, and then we also provide optimal environments for our uh, investigators to do their studies efficiently and very safely with patients.
0: So patient units, in and out, right?
1: Correct. So there we, have, we have the traditional unit that used to be known as the General Clinical Research Center, which is now called the Hospital Research Unit. Mm-hmm. It's in the hospital, and it, it's where studies that are uh, greater than minimal risk usually are undertaken because we have wonderful uh, uh, nurses and other uh, medical staff that are available to, mm-hmm. to make sure that the studies and the patients are safe. And then we also have been developing it, uh, an outpatient study unit um, that's more accessible to patients and uh, it's in, in the YCCI building on Church Street.
0: The Office of Research Services, which sponsors so much of this, has done a lot to streamline protocol approval. What's kind of the next frontier that you folks want to look at?
1: Well, actually, so so before we get to the next frontier, the yeah. current frontier is, is, is our, our aim was to set up a, a structure that a patient, you know, a, an investigator could come with an idea or with a protocol already developed. mm mm-hmm. And they could drop it off at the front desk, and they could come back in two weeks, and it would be a completed um, IRB-approved protocol.
0: That sounds almost too good to be true. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: well, it's maybe it is a little better than true. <laughs> we actually do like to have the investigator involved in the process so that they can guide us. But yeah. uh, um, so I think the but the next frontier is that there's been tremendous demand I mean, in. In in, um, helping to develop new protocols, getting protocols approved by NIH and other granting agencies, Mm -hmm. and in developing our next generation of young scientists, in which the Office of Research Services actually, I I, I sort of clichedly say, you know, um, we don't want to just bring a young scientist to learn all the skills that he or she would need to do studies, we actually then have to make it easy for them to actually carry out those studies. So um, it's actually the, the, the area that we're focusing on is to the enhancement of the infrastructure mm-hmm. where patients can be seen and evaluated and the studies can be carried out. So that's, that's, that's one of the things that I'm um, um, paying a, a lot of attention to these days.
0: Now, I can see where the work that you're doing would make it easier, faster to do clinical research. Does it actually affect the quality of the science that people are able to do as well? Oh, absolutely.
1: Again, in the old days, people used to sometimes use an excuse, well, you know, I'm doing patient studies in patients, so I don't have to have the same kind of rigorous scientific design and, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, somebody in the lab who could just change the conditions in a test tube would have to do. Well, that, I always found that, um, not a good attitude actually. And, and actually there are even greater challenges doing high quality scientific research in patients. Mm -hmm. And we need to meet those challenges. We can't use those challenges as an excuse. So, so, um, we we do really incredible things now, uh, non-invasively mm-hmm. uh, using magnetic resonance imaging. We can look into the body. We can look at how the body processes things without actually even sticking needles into people yeah. and, and things like that. So so we're applying these ever uh, more sophisticated techniques in really well-designed studies, and that's, that, that's a major part of our activity. In addition, one of the really good parts about YCCI and the NIH program that is supporting YCCI which is called the Clinical and Translational Science Award is that there's a clear emphasis to move the the field forward to get new drugs, new devices, new discoveries actually to patients right so so a, a major component of YCCI is community-based research and ORS, the Office of Research Services, we try to make sure that we can do community-based research with the same kind of scientific rigor.
0: Which is much more difficult, I imagine, because you can't control the, you know, you can control the conditions in a test tube, less so in a patient unit, even less so in the community.
1: Well, that's true. The, The other issue with the community has been in the past that Yale scientists who had their own ideas went out to recruit patients and they went into the community with predetermined concepts of what they wanted to study and Mm -hmm. what the problems were. The real community-based research is, is to have questions developed by the community physicians, clinicians, who then come to us and say, I have a new program. I want to implement this in my uh, community health center. But I need to show that it's actually effective. Could mm-hmm. you help me design a way to do this in in a, in a manner that would provide us information and data that would be interpretable? Mm-hmm. So there's different techniques you do. We're working with the Fairhaven Health Center now, and um, they have been trying to translate a clinical trial findings that if you get overweight people, adults, to exercise and, mm-hmm. and have a more healthy uh, diet and lifestyle, that you could prevent the development of diabetes this has been a study that you know multi-center across the country NIH funded millions of dollars and it showed a very beneficial result of lifestyle intervention mm-hmm. but it's been very difficult to actually put into practice so so i've i've had the you know pleasure of working with my colleagues at uh, fairhaven uh to do this intervention now the way you can you can actually design a study in a health center is that their, their lifestyle intervention program has a, a limited capacity, so mm-hmm. they can only take a certain number of patients at any given time. So what we do is we recruit twice as many patients, half of them go into the program immediately, and the other half have a delayed entry. Mm-hmm. So they can, you can actually have a scientifically rigorous control group without denying patients denying access the a- to the intervention. Yeah.
0: That's, that's remarkable. That's wonderful. I pretty good,
1: actually. <laughs> and I tell you, it's it's really fun to go there because there's it's an amazing, you know, these community health centers are live on a shoestring, and uh, but they they have a, 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 a critical mass of personnel, people mm-hmm. working there that actually allows them to do things that you know you couldn't do in a solo practice or something like that.
0: And Fairhaven seems to have, to me, a real sort of uh, an ethos of empowering their patients.
1: Well, that's what I've I've been observed. I've mostly observed the staff there, and I'm just uh, always um, impressed by how dedicated and committed uh, uh, the the nurse practitioners, the dietitians, the physicians, and and you know the the uh, administrative assistants. Everybody mm-hmm. seems to be really uh, work very hard to make uh, their activities a success.
0: Now that there is more support like this to be doing community based research, clinical research are you seeing your colleagues have more enthusiasm for it?
1: You know, that's a that's a, another good question, except that's never been a problem at Yale. I mean, we've always had... Everybody wanted we, to. We've always had a very active um, uh, research endeavor. I mean, I, I think it's been more the issue is that... But we want to make sure that we nurture the next generation, that, mm-hmm. that that we don't lose the advantages we've always had here, that we we um nurture young people. I think in the old days again it was more like a pyramid where there was a over a you know, you started with a group, you know, maybe a larger group of mm-hmm. young investigators you needed and then They weeded themselves out, perhaps because they weren't being nurtured properly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's so many other pressures and, you know, it takes so long to be trained to be a clinical investigator, we really can't afford not to nurture qualified people and let them fall by the wayside anymore. So that's that's a strong emphasis of the YCCI.
0: Thank you. That was Dr. William Tamberlaine the YCCI Deputy Director for Clinical Research and Director of the Office of Research Services.